When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Saracens, the Saracens Rugby Club, have warned uh, Billy Vunapola. Uh, Billy Vunapola, of course, one of the top England stars. They've warned him about his behaviour. This has been in the news for a couple of days now, but uh, they're telling him he made a serious error of judgment defending Israel Fellows' uh, social media post claiming hell awaits gay people. However, Israel Fellow, he has been warned in the past and has now been given 48 hours to accept a sanction after the Rugby Australia group decided that they could be parting the ways with him. And they they have told him that it is unacceptable for the 30-year-old rugby star to post what he posted. He said that hell awaits drunks, homosexuals, adulterers, liars, fornicators, thieves, atheists and adulterers. And as a result, it looks like as if his rugby career may be in tatters. And it's certainly there's pressure being put on by sponsors that enough is enough for many people seeing it as hate speech from the rugby player in Australia, who is one of their top players, Israel Falou, and unacceptable behaviour from uh, the likes of the England star that I made uh, reference to with regards to the retweeting or the liking, the liking of the statement. Uh, Billy Vinopola, one of the top World Cup stars as well. What is your view on this? It's been around now for a few for a few days. I want to speak to a person who's often outspoken on moral issues at our invitation, the Reverend David McElveen. Uh, Reverend McElveen, good morning. Good morning, Frank. Uh, these rugby players have allowed themselves to get into a very difficult position and they believe that their Christianity is more important in ways than, than the rugby. And it's quite, a, it's quite understandable that people would see their faith as more important than their sport. But to include in this uh, diff- different people, people who are suffering as a result of alcoholism, uh, people who are atheists, and the main thrust of the argument surrounds people who are homosexual. To say that all these people are going to hell, what right do they have to say this? I think, first of all, we're moving into very dangerous territory if we seek to intimidate or pressurise people into silence. But if we can put this into context, Israel Falai was responding to the liberalisation of laws in Tasmania on the issue of moral matters. And he quotes a verse from 1 Corinthians chapter 6. 
And in that verse, there is a clear reference, of course, to the people or to the sins that all of us have the potential to commit that you have identified. But he also brings out the message of a transforming or a changing of a person's life and makes the point that Jesus saves. So I think we often focus on the very negative aspect of this message, but he also is bringing out a very positive message. And I think that is very, very important. Now, the subject of hell, of course, has been mentioned recently um, by no less a person than the European Council president who spoke about a special place in hell for Brexiteers. But nobody responded to that in the way that they've responded to uh, this Australian rugby player. And when people talk about hate, can I just make the point, I'm not a great fan of rugby uh, rugby at all, but I do know enough about it to <clears throat> make the point uh, that Israel Folau has often played <clears throat> in a match when Nigel Owens, who is an openly gay referee, a very respected referee, may I say, but he doesn't show any disrespect to the fact that he has been refereed by someone who is openly gay. <clears throat> so I think on that point, Frank, it is important to emphasize that I do not determine this as an expression of hate. He's just simply quoting the scriptures. And that, to me, is very important, and he should be given that freedom. But this is the massive difference between what was said in relation to the Brexiteers, because that, that was a, a throwaway line. There's a special place in hell for those who haven't uh, p- planned the, the outcome before entering into the, 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 the Brexit and so on and so forth. That, that, was, a, that was a throwaway. That's, that's not linked in any way. It's not linked in any way to scriptures or to Christianity or to representing Christ. Whereas the rugby player, Israel Falou, certainly comes across as being associated with a long list of examples of hatred. He's showing hatred to people who misuse alcohol. He's showing hatred to people who don't believe in a God. And he's certainly showing hatred to people who express their love for each other in a same-sex relationship. He has to be challenged on that, form of, on that form of judging people and hating people. Well, I think the expression hate is one that is formulated in our own mind. If we disagree with people, we can so often describe them or define them as expressing words of hate. But Donald Tusk would not have known about hell apart from the teaching of the scriptures. So we cannot dissociate his comments from a scriptural revelation. But, you know, if we take the moral issue, and I think it's, a, it's an important contrast, that at the weekend, uh, Tiger Woods, I understand, won the, the Open at Augusta. And yet in the past, over 10 years ago, uh, he acknowledged that he was involved in multiple affairs, which was really expressing a great disloyal, a great disrespect, a disrespect to his wife. Yet he was refashioned uh, in terms of his role as a role model, and he had a financial benefit, of course, because he was a high-profile sports person. Now, to me, uh, there are great contrasts here, and I think we need to be very careful. Here is a man, uh, Israel Folai, a very devout Christian. I do not believe for one moment that his comments were couched in a spirit of hate. I do not believe that. I believe he was expressing what the Bible teaches. And to me, that is an important thing. It is not his opinion. It is God's opinion. Uh, and, and the message is not one of negativity. The message is pointing out the sense that all of us, including myself, 
have the potential to commit, indeed have committed, but the message is that there can be a change in a person's life, a transformation, and that is the emphasis that he concluded, I understand, his message with. Uh, and that was the burden of his heart. And if you're warning people and exhorting people on the basis that you have a concern for them, that is not hatred, that is love. With regards to Tiger Woods, because he did come out and apologize for his extramarital behavior and the way that he treated women in so many different relationships, uh, especially his wife. He, he seemed to have just a, a free reign on, on, on whatever he wished to do in, in his sex life. He, he came out and he uh, uh, apologized to his wife and indeed to his fans for that. Basically, he was saying, I've committed adultery and I, I beg your forgiveness. I, I, I ask for your forgiveness. My, my selfishness was, I think, was the way he, he, de- he described it. Are you suggesting in your conversation as a Christian minister that it is equal in terms of sin to be involved in a homosexual relationship as it is to commit adultery? Yes, I do. Uh, and that to me is very important because sometimes the focus so often is on the homosexual sin. But I believe that unfaithfulness to a person's wife is a sin. Uh, and, and what um, Tiger Woods did, as he accepted himself, was totally wrong. But he is elevated now as a very high-profile sports person. He, even though in the case of Israel Folloi, there is no suggestion whatever that he has committed some act of immorality. He he has simply quoted a verse of scripture uh, which he himself did not inspire. He is just the conduit through which that verse of scripture is being presented, uh, and therefore he is not going to in any way alter or vary what to him is an unchanging and an unchangeable word. Yeah, but the crux of the but the crux of the matter, Reverend McElveen, is the fact that most people listening to this program who are of a Christian faith will accept that cheating on your spouse is a sin, but they're not going to accept that people cannot be in a loving relationship, monogamous relationship, with a person of the same sex. Though the people of the same sex who are in that loving relationship, who are loyal to each other, are expressing love to each other, male on male, female on female, that surely can't be seen in the eyes of a Christian as a sin, the same way as adultery is seen as a sin. Well, to us, of course, as a Bible believer, I maybe should say, as to me, I can't speak for every Bible believer, obviously, but the highest form of human love is that which exists between a man and his wife. It is possible for men and men to love, women and women to love. That happens all the time, father, son, brother, brother, sister, sister, and so on. But I'm speaking, and from a biblical point of view, about the highest form of human love. That is that which is bringing a man and a woman together for the purposes of procreation. Now, that is a very clear biblical you know, truth, uh, and one that doesn't in any way give us the freedom uh, to condemn other. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you Everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which 
is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. People, in fact, the only reason why this verse becomes so relevant is because it highlights just our own potential to do that which is contrary to the Word of God, but it brings the answer as well, and therefore that is the point that is being made. Now, you go to uh, most Irish League football grounds, I don't attend Irish League matches, but I do see snippets on the news. There are evangelical verses of Scripture in quite a number of them. You go to West Bromwich Albion uh, in Birmingham, that you have the quotation from Psalm 23 uh, on one of the main stands. So the Word of God is presented. You, you take even you know sportsmen going on to the field. Some will cross themselves. Others will hold their hands out and pray. Others will bow the knee and pray. Nobody takes offense at a person expressing their religious identity in that way. So I, I think that what is happening to Israel Falah is really much more on finances rather than on faith. And I think the management of certain organizations are quite prepared to sacrifice um, the most gifted, the most talented sportsmen on the altar of financial sponsorship. That, to me, is a very sad day. Okay. Thank you very much, Reverend uh, David McIlveen. Uh, do you agree with what he is saying, Reverend uh, McIlveen, and especially that equating towards the end of the conversation there of the players who may raise their hands to pray, who may bless themselves, or who may kneel down and pray on the football field, that that is similar to what Israel Folau is saying when he uh, tweets, hell awaits drunks, homosexuals, adulterers, liars, fornicators, thieves, atheists and adulterers. Is he simply being a Christian or is he uh, fueling some form of hatred towards uh, people within those groups who would be very accepted in many homes, including people with alcohol problems, homosexuals and atheists? I'm not here to defend adulterers, liars, fornicators, or idolaters. I'm, you know, I'm just using those other three examples. 
Uh, your opinions on it are, are very welcome indeed. Uh, 02890 This is the U105 phone net. Now I want to speak to Gavin Boyd, who's with the Rainbow Project. He's the Education and Equality Officer. I know, Gavin, you haven't too much time to speak to us this morning, but I was talking there to the Reverend David McElveen, and he used one example here. He said, if two men or two women in a stable relationship are having sex, uh, so a, a gay couple or a lesbian couple are having sex, they're in a stable relationship, it is, the, mm. it is a sin in the same way as committing adultery is a sin. So therefore, it, it, it does belong on the list with, uh, with adulterers and fornicators. Homosexuals should be on that list and the rugby players should have the... Uh, ability and the right to express Christian teaching would be the to paraphrase the Reverend David McElveen. Yeah, I you know I, I obviously I hear the argument a lot, Frank, that it's not about gay people, but it's about the sex that we may or may not have. I gotta tell you, it's just it's like it's a really offensive and frustrating thing to hear because it assumes or it states that we're only really being gay when we're having sex that actually having sex is the be-all and end-all of being gay. And that's really offensive to me because it means, first of all, when I'm talking to Reverend McElveen, that he's thinking about me having sex. I don't like people thinking about me having sex. It makes me feel really uncomfortable. But it also then demeans the whole rest of who, of who we are as LGBT people. Like on Sunday afternoon when I'm sitting on the sofa watching Captain America with my boyfriend, I think I'm being just as gay then as I am whenever I'm having sex with him. But it really, really offends me whenever my relationship and my friends' relationships are reduced entirely down to sex. It's really, really disrespectful. It's stigmatizing. It's offensive. Um, I also think that it's not really applied to any other group of people. How offended are you by Israel Fallot or indeed by any of the other high-profile rugby players who liked what he said on his uh, Instagram, Twitter account? It's just, it's disappointing. It's frustrating. It's hurtful. Um, but I, I think that we shouldn't take Israel Folau's kind of bigoted opinions and say that that represents all the two billion Christians in the world. You know, in my job, I have the, the great fortune to work with um, people of faith from all different kinds of backgrounds for whom their faith is central to their lives and who devote the entirety of their lives to serving God and serving God's people. And they are the most compassionate and reasonable and humble people that you would ever hope to meet. And they would be absolutely devastated to think that their faith would be misrepresented in such a crass and shallow and judgmental way. So I think it's important that, yes, we judge Israel Folau by his actions, but it wouldn't be at all fair to say that he is representative of the two billion Christians in this world. And of course, his thinking is very similar to the thinking of what I would describe as extreme positioning within other faiths as well. Well, I would agree with that. You know, this is not mainstream opinion. This is not, you know, the rational discourse that you would see from, from theologians. It is just a very kind of crass and, and shallow and, and adolescent approach to thinking about these really complex matters in a purely black and white way. The world is too complicated for that. So the action being taken where he's been stood down by Australian rugby, a warning being given in terms of uh, going forward to uh, the, the English player who's been in, in the headlines, you, you would expect people of a high profile to, to listen to guidance or would you expect, would you be expecting uh, those people to be more vocal and because they are in a position to be heard, to be challenging uh, you and, and other people who, who are homosexual? 
Sure. I mean, listen, I've no bother um, with being challenged. I quite enjoy it. Um, but I think that, you know, whenever you're in, you know, going into a contractual arrangement with your employer, um, particularly employers that have commercial sponsors, rugby is, is, is hugely supported by its commercial sponsors, that it is not inappropriate for an employer to put limitations on what you can say or do in public, which would have a negative commercial impact um, on, on the team, on the club, on whatever. Um, it's, it's my understanding that Israel has been told many times that he needs to temper his language on social media, that he's been given time and time and second chance and third chance to, to stop doing what he's been doing, and he keeps on doing it. Eventually, that was going to create um, an impossible conflict with his employer. I think it's unfortunate that it's come to this, but I think it's, it's a learning opportunity for everyone else who's engaged in, in sport, everyone else who's engaged in any kind of employment, that we accept limitations on our, on our rights whenever we're getting paid millions of dollars to do a particular kind of job. I don't think it's unreasonable for employers to enforce those standards on their employees. Okay. Uh, Gavin, really appreciate your time. Gavin Boyd, um, who is the Rainbow Project's Education and Equality Officer. Uh, I know you're a little bit stuck for time this morning, but thank you indeed for uh, joining us. Graham has a point that he wants to make on the back of these conversations. Graham, good morning. Hi, Frank. Can you hear me? Yes, I, I absolutely can, Graham. Go ahead. Um, just, I find it quite disrespectful um, to be called a drunk. You know, when I'm a, I'm actually a recovering alcoholic. I'm an, I'm an addict. Um, and I spent six months in a rehabilitation center, which is deeply, deeply religious and did help me. But I have a lot of faith, but I'm not religious. And it isn't so black and white. And I say, just, I just find it very disrespectful to be called a drunk. Well, you are on the list of people going to hell. Uh, if you, I, I don't know if yeah, I, I, I don't know if uh, if Israel is actually uh, allowing you off the list because you're now sober. But uh, if you it, maybe maybe in his wisdom he does allow you off the list on you know his his calling of people who are heading to hell. Uh, you 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 might he might he might give you a bye ball on this. Uh, but um, drunks, homosexuals, adulterers, liars, fornicators, thieves, atheists, and idolaters are are all are all yeah. all on there. It mu- it must be very difficult for someone who has a family member who's coping with alcoholism. Oh, absolutely! It's it's one of the worst things a family can go through. You know, <clears throat> like I didn't wake up one morning and decide to put myself, my family through hell, but it happened. Um, but we're all in recovery now, and things are getting better but it's also interesting why just um drunks you know brackets alcoholics and not any other sort of uh, drug addicts because that's what alcoholics are they're drug addicts yeah i suppose yeah. maybe maybe he ran out of ink maybe he's got uh, drug addicts on <laughs> there on there on there too uh it's uh, it's hard it's uh, you know for, uh, i don't know I'll, I'll divorce myself from making any comment but uh, i really do appreciate your your call on it uh, graham and uh, uh, fair play to you for fair play to you for taking on your challenge by the way you're the one that's talking about your challenge and you're you're beating it so w- well done on it i don't want to sound patronizing but fair play to you Thank you, Frank. Cheers. Okay, thanks very much uh, for for the call. Uh, 028-90-33-105. You know, <laughs> I, I have to make some comment. You do sort of get narked, don't you, by people who tell you that you're going to hell. There, there's, there's something about anyone on God's green earth in 2019 who will come up to you or who will send you 
a public message, whether it be on Twitter, a private letter, an email, a flag in a crowd. But if they're telling you, you're going to hell, you know, that's <laughs> that can be slightly, just mildly. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Irritating. <laughs> 